we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back everyone to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers and your host. My guest today is Michelle Miles. Welcome, Michelle. Hello, thank you for having me. Super happy to have you here. We are at the Sundance Film Festival. Michelle has a film that is screened here. And just so I don't get the name wrong, How Did We Get Here? Yes. Right, is how the name of it. Here? I've seen it, it's a, it is a short film, um, uh, very short. But can you, um, can you give our audience a little bit of a, a background on how you landed on this concept for a film. Absolutely. So when I was in college, I, um, I took film classes and I was surrounded by peers who were really making narrative style films or films where they were you know, lugging all of our camera equipment out in the woods and like following actors around. And, um, and I loved helping out on their shoots, but I really wanted to be able to make my own work independently. And, um, and kind of you know, have, have one hand to drive. And so have, having, um, I'm, I use a power wheelchair for anyone who's listening. And yeah, for like, anyone listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she has um, a power wheelchair. Yeah, so so I have to have one hand to drive, and so I don't really have the option to kind of like you know unless I built some kind of rig to you know it's just I was trying to figure out a way that I could explore the medium of film um, in a way that was more accessible to me and that I could kind of do on my own. Um, and so I was browsing through Vimeo, and I found these films. Um, that people were making in these like like macro lens films or macro macro style films, and they would they were taking paint and glitter and all these materials and shooting them with a macro lens and making these really interesting. So for our audience that's not aware, essentially it's it's basically an ultra close up, yeah, hyper focused mm -hmm. kind of um, shot that's that's really like you said on on a. Tiny, tiny scale, tiny, tiny scale, but blowing it up to really show detail that you don't normally see, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like filming through a microscope yep. almost. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I actually reached out to one of the filmmakers. I didn't think I would hear back, but I just found their email and, and emailed them. I think they're in Germany somewhere. Uh -huh. And I was like, how do you make this? Like, what's your setup? And he emailed me back and he said, yeah, like I use a light board and I use like glass dishes on top of it with a rig, a camera rig over it. And I just, you know, mix paint and, and things in there. And I was like, I'm going to try it. I want to do this. Like, you know, I can scale it all down. I can have the entire film set in a petri dish, like on a table, and like that. I love having c complete control of the situation. Yeah. So, um, so that I was like, let's just let's just try it. So I I got a grant from my school actually, and um, and I, I kind of did a proposal for this project, and I bought all the materials. My parents helped me build the light board into a kind of a wooden. Um, like had a wooden stand that it was on. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, yeah, so a light board, like an animation light board almost, right? Yeah, yeah. Where there's a light basically projecting underneath um, a trans, a transparent surface, exactly. right? Yeah, uh -huh. I did like a DIY version though, where yeah. I went to Lowe's and I bought just like an LED light panel. That's how I made one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so my parents helped me kind of like put it in, into wood so that it would kind of stand on its own. Um, and I, I just kind of started experimenting with materials. I Most of the stuff that I used, I found in my kitchen. Yeah. I used like milk and soap and oil. And, and then I had I bought some uh, India ink um, and a lot of different colors. And so I just spent, you know, days on end just mixing things and filming it. And, um, and so for this piece in particular, I was reviewing the footage, scrubbing through, and I found these four minutes where I had accidentally left the camera on, actually. Um, and 
by some miracle, my roommate's cats hadn't walked on the coffee table, which is what I was filming on, because when the cats would walk on the coffee table, the entire frame would move, because it's on such a like, yeah. zoomed-in uh, scale. And, um, and I just was really drawn to these four minutes. I loved sort of the patterns that were emerging and the composition of what it looked like, and I, I hadn't been doing anything for those four minutes. I wasn't swirling things or mixing things. Yeah. So, um, so I just kind of decided to cut it out and show it to my class that I was in at the time in, in undergrad. Um, and and just kind of gauge people's responses. And I was like, I'm interested in this and I don't really know why. And so I decided to share it with my class and, and people had a lot of really interesting responses. And so, um, yeah, so I decided that it was a piece. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I just, I made it in 2018. So I've been reflecting on it for two years now. And, um, and so in that time, I kind of figured out a lot of the reasons why, um, why the piece is interesting to me and, and what, um, yeah, and what it kind of ended up becoming. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, hyper zoomed in, and it's uncut, right? Yes. It's, it's just one continuous one, shot. Yeah, four minutes and twenty seconds. Four minutes and twenty seconds. Second. Yeah, and then I forget. Were you shooting at a higher frame rate or just regular oh, twenty-four? Just regular twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. I didn't speed it up or slow it down at all. Didn't speed it's in real time. Okay, that's all yeah. in real time. Yeah. And so, if you were to take the first frame of the film. And compared to the last frame, you can see a lot of change that happens. Absolutely. But if you are to go frame by frame, like it's 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 micro level change, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh -huh. when you're watching it, you can kind of see. Um, so so what it what was in the petri dish at this point was red India ink and Dawn dish soap. Oh, okay. Um, I had Those just kind the two of like huh? yeah, I just sort of spread a layer of Dawn dish soap on the bottom of the petri dish and just I think I poured the ink in on one side and and then. The, tilted the petri dish over yeah. so it kind of drizzled through the dish soap and uh -huh. then I left it there. I was probably good at like I don't know doing something else like uh -huh. changing the music or something and um, and and then it dried in this crazy pattern yeah. um, and, I, and then I filmed the process of it drying so as it's so the film is literally watching paint dry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well there you go I think everyone's <laughs> sold I don't think we have to say anything more at this point. Very um, cool. But yeah so as you're watching it um, you can see like tiny little changes. You can see the ink kind of flowing in different mm -hmm. spots, um, but it's not really apparent that like the whole entire composition is changing to the degree that you can see um, from the beginning frame to the end frame. Yep. Um, and then I also added a little bit of sound. There's a single sign tone yeah. um, as the audio that just sort of like really slowly, slowly builds, builds and slowly come back, and comes back yeah, down. Yeah, it's uh -huh. actually interesting. It's kind of hard to hear. Um, it depends on like what kind of device you're listening on. Yeah, because I had some headphones on. Mm -hmm. um, well, I half had my headphones on. And I was like, wait, does this thing even have sound? Exactly. And I was like, I think something's going on. And I was like, wait, there is a change. And I put it on. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's something intentional happening here. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love when people have that experience. Uh -huh. That's kind of you know what I intended with the sound. I wanted to kind of mirror what was happening. Um, with yeah. the, the with the the image as well, but I, the it's sound very complimentative. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it had some different effects that I've noticed as well. Um, I just kind of didn't know what to do for the sound, but I didn't want it to be silent. Okay. Um, so I just decided. One of my professors actually recommended that I try doing that, um, and I tried that, and and I liked that um, it kind of, especially when you're listening in a theater setting, it sounds kind of. Like eerie, yeah, it is and very it's eerie. kind of makes you uncomfortable. Uh -huh. But I also like that you, like you can kind of feel it. Yeah. Um, like you, when you're not sure if you're if you can hear it or not, you can kind of just feel it in the atmosphere yeah. of the theater, especially in the theater setting. That's accurate. Which yeah. is interesting um, and unintentional, but I, I kind of like that about it. Yeah, very cool. So what has it come 
to mean to you. Like you said at first, you're just like, there's something cool about this. I like this. It's almost accidental in some ways. I mean, intentionally the way that you set it up, but the way what you ended up capturing was probably a little bit different than what you had originally thought you were going to do. Um, so what does this piece come to come to mean to you? What are the symbols that it brings out for you? Yeah, so, um, so I titled it, How Did We Get Here? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think too much about the title. It just kind of like came out and felt right. I didn't like toy around with that too much, but I think it kind of, um, in a lot of different ways, the experience of watching the film and kind of having this drastic change from the beginning to the end, but not really noticing the small changes that build up to that over time, um, and and almost not even really remembering what the beginning looked like once you're at the end, and, yeah. and kind of being okay with that. Um, it just reminded me of a lot of different circumstances. I think probably at the time I was thinking about like a, a relationship or something, and okay. how you know things can change, like little things change in a relationship over time, and then one day you're like, this relationship is entirely different than it was a year ago or yeah. something. And it can be an amazing way or in not an amazing way. Right. Um, but it can also, you know, I think it can be um, interpreted so many different ways. And I've heard a lot of people um, talk about how it's the, that sort of idea of like microscopic change that builds over time, but you don't really realize it's happening as it is until yeah. it's a huge difference. And, and kind of having that moment um, can be found in a lot of different circumstances. Um, all over. Yeah, and for me personally, I have a um, progressive neuromuscular disease, which weakens my muscles over time. It atrophies my muscles. Okay. Um, and and I, I kind of realized that this film is almost like a, a self-portrait or a portrait of my motor neurons that control my muscles. And I hope that not a lot of doctors are listening to correct me on my terminology, but that's how I understand it is uh -huh. a sort of a self-portrait of the, the neurons that control my muscles, which over time deteriorate and okay. weaken my muscles. Um, but day to day, I don't really experience that. I don't notice. I mean, occasionally, like when I'm watching the film, I'll notice, oh, it looks like something changed there. Something's yeah. moving. Yeah. But then when I think about my life now versus five years ago or a year ago even, and think about the differences in my abilities, it doesn't feel like a massive loss. Uh -huh. It feels like, oh yeah, like the things have changed, but I didn't even, I didn't feel it happening. It didn't feel like, you know, a, a massive shift um, in, in a good or bad way. It's just sort of happened, um, which I think it kind of is how I've come to understand the film right now. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I was thinking about when I made it or right. at the beginning either. You just knew that you connected with it in some way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really beautiful. Yeah, but you talked too about uh, symbols and, uh -huh. and like there are a couple like visual symbols too that have emerged. Yeah, that people have. Um, I saw a face in there at one point. Oh yeah? I thought I did. That's new. I haven't heard that. Oh, you um, haven't? Yesterday okay. at the premiere. Well, I see faces in clouds and things like that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yesterday yeah. at the premiere, somebody said it looked like um, like a broken heart or like oh, a, like a, a yeah. kind of dried up heart. I think that the sort of central um, like shape does kind of look like a, a, okay, heart, like a yeah. human heart. Yeah, I um, follow. Uh -huh. And then towards the end, it gets kind of darker and like hardened looking, yeah. um, which is interesting. So I think, yeah, there are a lot of different symbols and, and references that emerge. And, and I think it's interesting people um, see different things in it. And okay. I was on the plane on my way here and I was looking down at like the, the mountains and, in Utah that are covered in snow and have all these textures and yeah. images. Uh -huh. And I was like, that looks like my film. Yeah, People it does. send me stuff all the time and they're like, this looks like your film. Yeah, it does end up looking a lot like it, actually. Yeah. So, um, obviously, 
you've been able to have some um, some some neat success with this film in in coming here to Sundance, and um, you're a multimedia artist, which is very cool. You don't necessarily think of yourself first and foremost as a filmmaker, but that's one of your one of your artistic platforms, uh, mediums that you use. Um, I, I want to get a little bit to um, kind of your from poop to gold story, like when yeah. you've had either um, in your career or in school or whatever it is, um, kind of this um, moment when things were not so great and then you've been able to turn them into something positive. Yeah, um, I think the what resonates the most with that kind of narrative for me, looking reflecting on my kind of artistic journey in life, um, has just been kind of a frustration with access, like accessing physical materials, which I talked a little bit about earlier, um, and and just wanting to be able to use cameras the way everyone else was, or wanting. Mm. When I was young, I actually started off um, my my mom's best friend's daughter, um, so like kind of like my cousin. Okay, yeah. Um, she is an amazing artist, and when I was young, I looked up to her and watched her make these beautiful drawings and paintings, and I would kind of copy her and like and sketch in my little sketchbook and, and I started taking painting classes but I just never really felt like I was good at representational painting okay. um, and that was frustrating so then when I got to high school I had the choice to take art class which was like painting and, and traditional kind of like art mediums or photography and I was like you know let's try photography I want to do something creative and artistic but I just don't feel like I'm, I'm capable of like really doing you know um, this type of representational like sketching and painting. Yeah. Um, so I took photography and then I really loved it but then the darkroom, we did uh, uh, film photography and the darkroom became kind of challenging for me to navigate um, mm. because you know things are high up and there's like oh, all this, okay. it's really small and there's this kind of weird door to get in and so then I transitioned into um, digital photography because I didn't have to go and deal with the dark room. Yeah. Um, and all of the like, you know, loading your film like in yeah. the dark bag and all this stuff because my hands had started to weaken by the time that I was in high school. Um, and so I uh, transitioned to digital. Um, and then I kind of got more into like Photoshop and then I felt like the next step was film. Um, and so then I made a film when I was in high school that ended up, it was a sort of a short doc and it ended up screening in some high school category in the LA Film Festival, which was like crazy, and then that's actually how I ended up meeting my film professor that I studied with in college. Oh, cool. um, so I think that kind of like frustration and challenge with actually, you know, physically using my hands and my body with the physical materials that I want to work with um, has been challenging and frustrating, um, but I think I've kind of come to understand that the, the ways in which my body's weaker and, and the ways that my disability affects my body has become sort of a catalyst for creativity in my work. Um, creativity thrives in constraint, right? Yeah, and, um, and I think I've become more um, willing to embrace that instead of, you know, be frustrated by it or embarrassed by it or try to like, you know, I think there's um, often pressure to sort of cover up like how disability can be challenging um, to kind of defy stereotypes or yeah. um, uh, stigmas and things like that, but I think by bringing this new attitude um, of just like kind of harnessing that those constraints as a force for creativity um, has really changed the way that I approach my work and just my daily experience. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, was there a particular moment in that journey 
where you had a little bit of an epiphany, like an aha of like, oh, I'm actually, there, there's these things that are kind of holding me back because I've got this disability um, and this disease, but I'm actually finding ways. Did you have a little bit of an aha? I mean, can, can you remember a time when you were like, oh, there, like a, a certain, I don't know if you'd call it joy or if you'd just call it hope or something entered, in, entered you realizing, oh, I don't have to be thinking of it in this negative way as much as I can kind of flip it to this positive. Yeah. Something come to mind? I don't know if I have had like a single aha moment. I feel like so I've had a, a number of, of them. progression over but time. But I would say the first one was what I was speaking about earlier mm -hmm. when I discovered these sort of like macro style films. Yeah. And because I had just been in classes watching my peers make work that I knew I could never really make. Yeah. And also wasn't super interested in making. Okay. Um, and then I, I sort of discovered this world um, on Vimeo and I was like, wow, this is something I can do. It's like and, a breakthrough. And this is like a really interesting. I want to watch this and I want to make this too. Like, and I want to explore this. So I think that was kind of like um, maybe a, an earlier aha moment of like, there is a way that I can experiment with time-based media um, yeah. and on my own terms and my own sort of setup. Um, but there's been a number more. I just recently moved to New York and discovered this amazing community of disabled artists, which yeah. I had no exposure to prior to moving to New York, really. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of exploded my uh, worldview and and like my sources for inspiration and um, and I've just discovered this incredible community and uh, I I'm doing an internship in the access department at a museum in New York. Uh -huh. And um and the people that I work with there have also just like infinitely expanded the ways that I think about disability and. Um, culture and institutions and everything and they get um, you and you probably get them right absolutely um, and I think that's maybe not so much of an aha moment but it just feels like this continuous progression towards you know where I'm where I'm meant to be <laughs> that sounds yeah. so cheesy no not, not at all I'm, I'm into the cheese I guess <laughs> so what's next what's next for you what do you have coming up I TBD okay. I, I have this position at uh, the museum for a year yeah. so it'll end in May okay. um, I I think I want to stay in New York I just moved there and I haven't I've, I've, I've been there for a year I would love to stay and maybe continue working in museums um, I do really love that although I I think ideally I would be um, doing something more on the creative end of things rather than the you know the institutional side although I, I do love it um, I think I would do that to, so that I'm able to stay in New York and kind of continue uh, marinating in this environment that is really inspirational to me. Um, but I think a residency sounds really appealing. I graduated mm -hmm. from undergrad in May, mm -hmm. and then a week later I moved to New York and started the job. Yeah. So I haven't really had much of a time to kind of like reflect and, and make work. Um, and so I think, um, I don't know, I'm applying for things and kind of seeing what's next, rolling with the Kind punches. of feeling it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's totally room for that. Like you said, a little, some, some of that, um, like you said, some of the things that ha were maybe felt like they were holding you back, you've now realized, oh, I, I can actually find um, strengths inside this stuff. And so it sounds like you're going through a little bit of that process right now and yeah. just uh, kind of finding your way forward. That's awesome. A little bit of your film kind of has that um, cap captures that essence of, like you said, things kind of um, just going through atrophy of, of changing over time in an almost kind of unnoticeable way. 
Yeah. Um, and like you said, it applies much more. Like like you said, it's almost a self portrait for you for what what you're going through with um, your disease and stuff. But also, there's so many different systems and different um, cultures and things like that that go through that exact same process. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's what I really enjoy about um, watching the film with other people. Um, I actually sent the film out to um, a bunch of friends and family members and my mom works in the poetry world so I kind of used her connections there and sent it to a lot of poets because yeah. I wanted their sort of, you know, their, their language about it yeah. um, because I wanted to create um, an alternative experience for people who don't have access to visual information so sort of like a verbal description or a verbal experience of it um, and so I started asking people to sort of collect any kind of notes or words that they felt um, while they were watching it and that will be on my website with the film after the festival is over because okay. um, I took the film I put it on private for my website during the festival I yeah. don't know I felt like that was what you're supposed to do okay. yeah I don't know I don't know the <laughs> but, standard yeah that'll be on my website too um, sort of this verbal description and and, um, and yeah so the, a lot of really interesting things emerged from um, other folks uh, experiences and what they wrote about it and there were some people who um, who wrote about the changes in their bodies too coming from mm. age mm -hmm. or, or other things um, and and other like big changes in their life that have been gradual as well um, both positive and negative okay yeah very cool where should our audience look you up where what website should they go to? Um, well, my, my website is michelle-miles.com. Michelle with two L's, Miles, M-I-L-E-S. And then uh, you can also find me on Instagram. It's Michelle N. Miles. Very cool. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And Thank congratulations you. on having yeah. a film in Sundance. That's Thank awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, yeah, just here's to more breakthroughs, right? Yeah. Finding your own thing that you can do. I think that's awesome. I love, I love your attitude about just about life in general you can see that there's like a light coming from you and that's awesome so thank you all for listening and tuning in if you want to check out our website it's harmanbrothers.com see what we do there with our different campaigns but um, michelle again thanks for uh, making time for this and we'll see you on the next one we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world right mm -hmm. and it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just... Uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again. It is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully 
taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.